double bill, double bill. Comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Goes together like chocolate and peanut butter, like Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers, like a hamburger and a bun, like baby ducks and staple guns. Record scratch! Double bill, double bill, comparing culture, it's double bill. Putting two things together, it's double bill, it's double bill. Welcome to Double Bill. I am Joshua Humphrey. I have here uh, Michael uh, Carlos. My name is Kane Postel for Delta. Uh, Brian, <laughs> you were in the newspaper for being so good at fly fishing, Watson Jones. And we have. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us who is with us today. Hi, I'm Levi Weinhagen. Hi, Levi. How are Hi, you? Levi. I'm well. Thanks for having me. <laughs> We're glad to have C you. C is for yes. Charlie. C is for Charlie. D is for Delta. And that's good enough for me. Uh, C is for Kane. Oh, no. I didn't have any kind of alternate title for myself. I, I, we've I unlocked we Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And I have to go run a lot. I think, a I lot, think a lot. with this episode, Blue there's bird. a hard enough time to keeping track of everything that's going on. Uh, we don't need any of that up front here to confuse our audience at all. It feels, uh, it feels kind of like a throwback to our very first episode. Uh, Levi, when we when we started Double Bill, one of the conversations uh, we had was about the movie Red Dragon versus Manhunter. Mm. Good conversation, and it was. And I was like, "Let's." And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah." So we watched them, and we we recorded it. And we had a conversation about it, and a lot of and in a lot of ways, this feels sort of similar to that. This you know, is like, very similar. There's to an that. era, the yeah. same era jumps. As a matter of fact, yeah. Uh, yeah, with similar. with uh, Red Dragon came out in 2002, and uh, Manhunter came out around 86, I think 86 or 87. So yeah, so. there's about the same spread of years. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Yeah. So. so what we are actually doing today, since we haven't said it yet, is we're doing Born Identity from 1980. Starring Richard Chamberlain and Jacqueline Smith of Charlie's Angels. Oh, is she? I C is that. for Charlie. Oh. A is for Angels. Thank you for bringing. The <laughs> I like how you're laughing, Levi. You like to kill us. So exciting. I am deep hostile. I understand um, now. And we're doing the uh, 2002 version with Matt Damon and what's her name? Franca, Franca Potente. Potente. Right. Yes. Run, Lola, run. Yes. Run. Exactly. Oh, that's directed funny. by Doug Lyman. Okay. Um, so yeah, I... And those are both, and the adaptations are based on a book by Robert Lundlum, just Bob like Bourne, which is Red, called Red, something Red Dragon and Manhunter. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a Harris novels. Uh, this, the ideas for this, um, and we haven't put out the, uh, we haven't put out the, the nuggets yet, but the ideas for this came from the podcast festival, the Noise Picked mm -hmm. Podcast Festival, mm -hmm. where we fishbowled for some ideas, and, uh, Levi came up with the idea that we compare the two. Uh, we have a really great bonus in the fact that Levi also is our Christopher Lee Tolkien scholar of the Robert Ludlum novel. He reads it once a year, which I think is actually, when he mentioned this to me, I was like super excited. I was like, yeah, guests are great. Well, I, it's like Eric was with a talking cat, but right. then we lost him. Right. Yeah, we lost him. We're, we're going to try not to lose <laughs> Are we recording? Are we recording? We, we are recording. We are, are we recording onto the machine and not into the output not just that doesn't exist? Either. Yeah, we're recording. Okay. Offline, we'll talk about you how... You can just be in the moment, guys. Yeah. Sometimes you lose audio, and you have to be Buddhist. Dude, don't go it. off script. we got to start over now. Okay. <laughs> Rewind. Edit. 
So, Hi, I'm Brian Wood. Uh, let's... Well, you know what? I want to hear about your experiences with Mr. Yes. Oh, yeah. And why you hold him in such high esteem that you read his book. <laughs> what was, yeah, year. what was the impetus for you to, like, actually throw this in there? Because that's, you've probably made or the is closest... it like a compulsive thing where you don't want to read it, but you have to? <laughs> yeah. Somebody says a trigger word in my life, and then oh, I just yeah. stop what I'm doing, and I go read the point identity. <laughs> And you have flashbacks to your family in Vietnam. Yeah, it's banal flashbacks, though. It's just like me eating popcorn, <laughs> waking up from a nap. Like, none of it is really intense. But Why am I eating a wait. blizzard from that's Dairy Queen? That's Are you just flashing s- back to every other time you've read? I think that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That so. actually sounds super calming. Seems like it'd be really useful in it's stressful not bad. parts of your life. Yeah, yeah. it's been pretty helpful. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so... There's two questions. One, why would I put in those movies? And then, what's my affinity to the novel? They're obviously related because the novel is where a lot of it started for me. I there was a bunch of heat around the Damon movie when it came out in 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, first, initially because it was a bit of a disaster, like it went way late and way over budget. People were like, "This is not going to work out." And then ultimately, <coughs> arguably, sort of changed film spy as a genre yeah. from then on. Like it, it really, really changed the style, the tone, mm-hmm. the way people make movies about spy stories. No, this is what I remember about it because yeah. um, I I remember seeing it in the theater and doing my nerdy like Esquire stuff, reading about yeah. it. But uh, at the time, uh, two thousand one, two thousand two. Uh, the Bond films were like ridiculously stagnating. Uh, I think it was Die Another Day was the last mm-hmm. one with Brosnan. Yeah, that was the second or third time the Bond films completely stagnated. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> so they were terrible. And we had some, the tentpole like summer movies were Star Wars prequels, like uh, Attack of the Clones came out in 2002 when mm-hmm. uh, Born Identity came out. And I remember wow. they, they were like, we need something to come in. Matt Damon wasn't like the big cheesy no. cheese that he no, was. He, at, he had no. This he had, helped make him that, right. Yeah. He he, and he had wasn't done, an action guy. No, he had done no. Goodwill Hunting, uh, a couple of indie films. He had yeah, done some Kevin Smith stuff, a bunch of Kevin Smith Kevin Smith, Smith yeah. movies, and then he had done like Bagger Vance. I think he had he had just finished doing Ocean's Eleven, mm-hmm. uh, where he replaced Mark Wahlberg. And so, and where it was, it wasn't a star. Like he lives in that space of yeah, could easily be supporting player, yep, yep. but not weird enough to be a well, character. Yeah, because there's so many big names in that movie that it's stratified very quickly. Like he's super recognizable, but no, he's not George Clooney and Brad Pitt. So he ends up yeah. No, he plays down. a scrappy kind of kid in that. Like he's the oh, yeah. young upcoming yeah, he's pickpocket. The son of the guy they want. Son of the guy they really wanted. Right. So we need uh, to go too deep in Ocean's Eleven, but it's right, a yeah. super fun. Are we movie. not comparing Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> but yeah, uh, from the Frank can, Sinatra. Yeah, yeah, we could do the Sinatra, the Rat Pack, Ocean's Eleven. <sighs> and I thought this movie dragged on. Um, <laughs> so, so he, I remember reading an article about it and, and the mess that was yeah. creating it. Like, we need an American version of James Bond. Yeah. So let's get, they were like, they were combing for actors. They brought Matt Damon in. And I, the funniest thing, uh, Boston's own, I'm sorry, Boston's own Matt Damon. So Boston's own Matt Damon. Comes oh, no. in and uh, they're like, "We need you to be a shirtless." I like your southern accent. Yeah, thanks. So he comes. He's like, "We need you to be our our muscly Schwarzenegger, compact Schwarzenegger." And the, the, I think you might appreciate that. He took it. They're like, "Can you lift your shirt up?" And he's like, and he lifts his shirt up. They're like, "No." He's like, I, he goes, "I've been drinking a lot. I'm sorry." <laughs> and he's like, "Give me like six months to like do sit ups." And so they they went into pre production. So Doug Lyman did the first one. Yeah. And then after that, it was Paul Greengrass. Yeah, the next two. Yeah. So and he really did. I mean, he, he elevated he, the sort of visuals. Yeah. yeah and but uh, depending on how what order we're going to come into, so that's what I remember about it. Like this 
the Born identity became a tentpole in spite of itself. Oh yeah, when, I think that actually oh, helped yeah. it succeed. Yeah, and people and, were like, "Demon's wrong. This thing is a financial disaster." Doug Liman's not a, a producer, a viable a, a yeah. filmmaker of this scope. And who do we have? Also, who else do we have in it? We have the the woman from. Uh, Run Lola Run, mm-hmm. which in 2000 was like the movie. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, Chris, Cooper. Chris, yeah, Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper Julia from Styles in a small Julia role. Julia Styles. Yeah. Brian Cox. Um, you have Brian Cox in a small role. And then you have Clive like Owen. Clive Owen's like his, yeah, his very, the, the professor. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. his role. I love his character. Really super quiet, super cool. Yep. And then the tone of that one is like such an even keel for being so crazy. Car chases. Just like this holds up so well but we'll get into that in a little bit but anyway your experience with yeah these movies and, and the book and you read it every year Levi. well yeah uh, what was what was that i mean look at the of, look at the cover by the way it's a it's conch a, cell it's a conch with, with a, a with iron a, spike through yeah it? with a it looks like a railroad tie a railroad tie going i don't know someone's idea of a i love that he's running for his life a man with an unknown past and an unknown an uncertain future blah 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 assassins um i paraphrased <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I initially, I, really I mean, I like yeah. I like a spy novel. Like that's fun for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I r- read the Bond books and some like Array and all that stuff. But the Ludlum stuff is different to me. It's faster paced. Um, I like Hidden Identity, but there's a couple things with the book. One of them is just about the character. One of my favorite things that I I get really excited in a sort of fourth grade boy kind of way is the idea that I have skills I don't know about. <laughs> that is, I think, a thing I've always wished I had where someone yeah. would just be, someone oh, would yeah. do something and I would just react and not know I knew how to react. Right. Like that part of it is just, I can hook into that because I'm like, that to me is my like, what superpower do you want? That one, whatever that would be called. It's right. Just, right. Yeah. Even take now, apart this gun and I just can and I don't know when that happens. That's the line in the, in the book and then in this, and then the, in the 88 version. Yeah. What I love, he's like, break it down. And, you know, Richard Chamberlain is Richard Chamberlain. Yeah. So he's he just like, I'm time. going to, I'm breaking <laughs> right, down. Right. But in the book, he's just like, chunk, 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 yeah. chunk, and he yeah. like, he's like staring, like his body, like does like photo recall. He's not thinking, it's just yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. they can capture that in a it's book. It's total physical response. Yeah, right. exactly. More like a Marine. <laughs> Brian, you were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say that I sort of have that response now to yeah. unknown skills. Like, oh, I bet I'm good at tennis. And then when I actually play, nope. Is it like geocaching? You're just like. Go geocache now and you should do it. Do you, be, be, right? Well, that requires some technology. It, like no, it's playing brain, tennis without it's... a racket, but it's that feeling of like, <laughs> there's so many things in this world and I'm probably really good at a lot of them. I just haven't done them yet. And then you try and be like, well, that wasn't it. Levi, and... have you been properly challenged, do you think? Do we no, that's to, what do it we is. Do you need to attempt to kill Well, you okay, right so now? I'll, let, I'll right, let you guys on. in on the, the next level of nerdiness for me with this Ludlum novel is I'm a runner. Uh, I run a fair amount now. When I first started reading this book, I was just getting into like that is I went from gym rat to like I'm gonna try running less mm-hmm. less infrastructure, just go from your front door. Um, and there's five pages in this book of him after he's been pulled out of the ocean, recovering on the beach, describing part of his sort of regaining his physical abilities is just running for a set period of time on the beach every day and slowly doing a build. And I took that and I actually wrote out a running program for myself, totally based on Jason Bourne. 
And then from that, I have now run marathons, totally just from mm -hmm. starting from the born identity. That's possibly one and of the nerdiest things. It's it's heard. nerdy, are, but it also you, means it like directly impacted my life. You so should. are you always followed by a half dozen laughing French children? In my head, yeah, they're okay. running with me. <laughs> <laughs> they're always saying things. I don't you know what they mean, but it's delightful. Have you submitted this to Runner's World? Because no, that's I the haven't. kind of thing that like they would be like, "Why do you run?" And they'd put you like in the last three pages. I wish I was a spy. <laughs> Because I am being chased by a dozen people from Interpol. Boom, boom, well, I don't boom, know. Boom, yeah, boom. it's I don't know who I am or what, what I'm doing. What was the line but... in the Damon one where he was talking about? I know how far I can run. With I can that. run flat out before yeah. my hands start yeah. to shake. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really was... like that line and yeah. how much he knew about it, even though I didn't know if it was quite. He's like, I can run right? for because you know he had been recovering. Like, right. How much did he? But he has that, that sense. Well, he's been body. working on a fishing boat, so he'd been doing exercise, not, like, not like, running. Mostly, his recovery was a working recovery. Right. All right. Got shot a couple times. Great. Yeah, we need to yeah, get into this. Let's chomp, it. Let's chomp it down. Yeah. This fish. Should we go older first? Well, I watched the older version first, and then I went Might to as well, 88. Chronologically seems like a good That seems the most All fair. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sure exactly. yeah. You gave it a fighting chance. <laughs> okay, so if you're just tuning in to the uh, podcast right now, or you're How are you doing? Things, got, you can just start from the beginning. Two minutes, two minutes, two minutes, two minutes. Okay, so The Born Identity was a miniseries. Uh, broken down over two nights on ABC, starring Richard Chamberlain uh, of Dr. Kildare and Shogun and the Thornburns fame. So he had some street cred. And Jack, <laughs> some weird street Some weird ass, like, yeah, but at the, the time, TV street yeah. cred. Right. Uh, and Jacqueline Smith of Charlie's Angels, and just about nobody else. Oh, there was a guy. Uh, anyway, so there was a guy. Yeah, yeah. Denim Elliott. Yeah. Denim oh, Elliott. Denim Elliott. The, uh, the one of the good doctor. signs of hey, this must be a good Indiana Jones film. So, he, so Donald Moffat. So this movie was about sixteen days long. It was like the passion play of Old Ramagal. <laughs> <It was long. laughs> but in their defense, it felt long. <laughs> <laughs> It, it really okay. wanted to just thrust you into the idea, the mind of an amnesiac, and so you're like, yeah. everything is like weird. Um, but so, it's very true to the book. It's like actually, yeah, words. Is it? okay. very true to the book. The Good. words they didn't question. leave um, any scenes out. Good, should have. I hate it um, when people leave scenes out when they adapt things. I mean, it was it's really great to watch scenes of people driving uh, that you watch the little timer on, Real your, time. on your DVD, and you're like. Oh, so it does take it's it's an hour and a half yes. to go from this place hey, to trust us, Marseille. We know plots can advance without us seeing it. <laughs> and it did not trust you. I no. will not understand this day if I don't understand that he had breakfast first. So uh, we gotta show the breakfast. There was a lot of plot. There was a lot of length. There was. But I feel like I don't understand portions of it. <laughs> Interestingly enough, Denim Elliott is not the only Raiders of the Lost Ark character in it. Uh, <laughs> there was the character You used interestingly enough wrong. <laughs> um so Look Sala was in it, I don't care. Well, Wolf Caller was the guy that worked at the hotel desk. Oh, yeah. And who was like, who just... <laughs> Because you can just start shooting with the silencer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the tall, he was a tall German oh, yeah, melty yeah. face guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark uh -huh. at the end that and wasn't he was. uh, Dietrich. Um, there was uh, the guy with the big white eyebrows, the guy played Abbott. He was in the movie The Thing, the Cronenberg thing. How, how, do, you, how do you know this? I IMDB'd the ones I know. <laughs> like the, the bald guy who was at the this bank. Is that, this is Mikey's the, born thing. Yeah, Mikey. Is, someone yeah. throws him an actor and he just it's, can immediately start disentangling see, them. That's less. It's that used less to be me yeah, and Mikey. Break it down, right. See, now this, I thought I was good at that, and then I met Mikey. 
So, um, will you submit to the program? It's absolutely knowing old actors. It's so useless. <laughs> it's so fucking useless. So, um, see, I spent the whole time going, that guy looks familiar, and then IMDBing him. Oh, he was the the electrical engineer in Batman Begins who had two lines. Right. That guy looks familiar. So but they gave you the time to fire. IMDB it with the drive. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's without like going minute by minute, which could take us a couple of years. Um, the beginning from I was I was texting Josh and. I was just like, this has got like the hammer music score at the beginning. <laughs> and then like the terrible <laughs> like yeah, thunder. Totally, I'm like, oh totally my god, the thunder. and leagues under the sea from that because it looked like it was from 62. Rocking boat shot. He's like, ah, I've been hit. hit. To the bottom of the sea. To the, yeah. kelp, to the kelp bed. I was totally I am in the it. kelp bed. I spent that whole sequence singing the Skyfall theme. It just, nice. it synced up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in the kelp bed and then he's like, I'm going to swim and I'm in my sweater and I'm Richard Chamberlain right. and I'm... The boat's going to blow up, I guess. And yeah, and just... Yeah, and then the, didn't happen the thrust the of the movie happens and he gets patched up. What I mentioned to Brian beforehand is that it was bloodier than I think that I would imagine network TV. Well, mm-hmm. when he gets his um, spoiler oh, alert, gross. when he gets yeah. his cutout, uh, they get the oh, yeah. microset. Yeah. I was like, right on the hip. He, yeah, but yeah. they show him like cutting they, into the, the skin it, open. Yeah, flipping they, it up and really pulling it out. With that Whoa. effect too. It, yeah. looked it looked pretty fleshy. Weird. Like fatty. There's like a little bit mm-hmm. of fatty stuff yeah, there. Yeah. Um, Richard Chamberlain just skin and a bone underneath and there's the thing on it yeah Richard Chamberlain again not really what you'd consider like oh, a was, massive but he he's was, in good shape for an old you know, part he's in good shape 54 years old you yeah, know just they kept putting him pretty good they kept putting him up against antagonists that were like 20 years older and in really bad shape yeah. like, everyone was that, kind of a mess <laughs> that, that guy who uh, tried to rape the girl and then he was running away from him and he was running like a teddy bear with bad knees yeah, yeah. just he makes oh, Steven Seagal was that the guy with the bald top and the beard? Yeah. Yeah, yeah the uh, guy. The, Meister Eamon? had the impression of, yeah. That's right? the big one. He was in it from yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, that bugs me. That was another guy on IMDb. It's like, oh, he's Meister from Eamon. Game of Thrones, yes. And when he's like chasing after him, he's running up the stairs like he's about to, he's probably popping nitro, right? As he's mm-hmm. saying, he's saying, uh, <laughs> um, So I'm curious for you, from you guys in the, the 86, is that right? 88. 88. 88. Uh, how did you think they did with making it clear he his he was getting flashbacks and his memory was gone? Like they were trying to do a few film moves. They did pretty good with those. There were a couple of times where he remembered stuff without getting the flashbacks, mm-hmm. and it just seemed um, forced. Yeah. It just seemed uh, he's now hurt and he's in the car and he's going to remember the boarding house because he found no clues to the boarding house. I felt there was, but a he's testament. not going to have a flashback to it. He's just going to sit there and go red door this street. Yeah. The testament was, I think, to the the eighties of it, the eightiesness uh-huh. of it. You know, where he was like, I mean, it's Richard Chamberlain. He's like, it's like soap opera spy novel yeah. in this movie. So everything he does, like so when he's Jack ru- Smith, like well, yeah, soap opera. Mm-hmm. I love you and I trust you. Do you? I. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> that that shoehorn. Uh, uh, uh. That's why this. I fell asleep. Woke up. Rewound it. Go back. I liked boom. though that she had more importance in the '88 version than it was a in whole the, different character. Yeah, it was yeah. a whole different character. Well, because in the book and in this, this Franca's character is just sort of like she's there and sort of a. And she's for a the drifter ride. of a person, yeah. and she, this woman is a an expert in the sort of Canadian government, and she gets information for him at various yeah. points. Yeah, and in the which book, is, that's which is she, interesting. She's Whereas, a powerful like, character. In the, in 
the newer version, like, you know, I think she goes into the bank at one point, and he's like, how did you get this information? Yeah. I asked. When it just totally glosses over. Right. Like, I mean, I think... And I lied to him. The credit they give her is she's, like, a hustler. Yeah. Like, right. she has a little bit of that, but she's mostly just what's happening to me right now. Exactly. Well, and I think that's... You mentioned that this actually... This version, the 88 version, really does live from the book. Uh, he starts by, like, walking, and then he starts running. Yeah. You know, his little, like, rocky... Montage, yeah, yeah, not running yeah. up and down the and then stairs. He right, at running. one point does say he knows martial arts, but we never really see you that. Really. Well, well my, he knows eighties martial arts. He can my, hit a guy with his hand, Kata. and that guy will fall. If he finds <laughs> my you don't, comment, have, you don't have to show him. The if he finds exactly. a pommel horse somewhere in Paris, right, right, yeah. he's the, got the slightly more violent Vulcan neck pinch where it actually doesn't do anything, but the guy falls down. See, that's yeah. that's a funny thing. I, Rachel's like, "What do you think?" She's like, "What do you think of it so far?" And I was like, "Well, Richard Chamberlain is to movie action fight scenes." He basically makes William Shatner in Star Trek look like Jackie Chan. So it's just True. like, it's like it, that elevator fight, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I think about things mm-hmm. like Captain America, uh, Winter Soldier, right? Oh, Where yeah. he's in the elevator with like eight burly dudes mm-hmm. and it's like kinetic and great. And he's or in this with one guy. Away with the Russians. Yeah. It's just brutal and it feels tiring. And he's in like that elevator with this one guy and all he's doing is like slapping Push. his shoulder yeah. blade. He's Shove. like, he's or, like, he goes, he, yeah. who brought you? And you're like, oh, don't be so mad, Richard Chamberlain. <laughs> or the assassin who tries to get him in the boarding house where he just slams him in the door twice and the guy is, I don't oh, yeah. see, you never see him again so presumably he's dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. he crushed his lungs with that door. You gotta door. be careful with doors. Right. And Apparently, but, I'm terrified. But then later now. on, he gets his hand slammed in a door, right? It's supposed to have broken. Car door. Broke, yeah. 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 But the the effects on it, you know, he t- looks at it, and like later on in the movie, you see like these really snarly like knuckles, and I'm like, yeah. wow, that's and they that's slowly an interesting thing get to care. better. Yeah. yeah, there was some continuity there. Yeah, it's not great. If it looks like he's got the the plaster part of band aids over his knuckles, but it it's a nice it's nice that they tried. And they and like when he goes to visit the uh, Guillermo del Toro, the guy in the wheelchair. That's the only thing. I can <laughs> oh my god. Like yeah, and the guy jumps out of the wheelchair. Forgotten that scene. And like he crawls. It's early in. It's only like two hours. Obvious deep. where my legs go hey, in this chair. Thing. We get we get about two hours in the movie before we get our first like person of color character at the actual Canadian embassy. I'm going. That's true to the book too. Okay. Probably. Who knows? Probably, right. right yeah. And just like this, yeah. This was like a vacation movie for these guys, and that's all I could think of. The running scenes were like. All I could think of is like, oh, and the smoking. That was the other thing as a day Like, there was every time they'd walk in a room, I'm like, is it cloudy? Oh, no. There's like five people having cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And like, it's probably like the grip and, you know, mm-hmm. the guy holding up the reflective light. And there's like, okay. Action! Go 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 no, go! You don't please. throw it away. You've got actually an attachment on the the yeah, yeah, yeah. boom You're right. To true. Cigarette holder. Oh, boom tray. The, sure. the boom ashtray. Well, of course. It comes standard. And you know, but it's just it's so funny to think about it. 1988 movies where it's it's cloudy and French and everything was like, it was all French, you know, and like a 80s of, movies. They're cloudy. They went to French. Germany at one point, didn't they? Yeah, yep. I mean, Zurich, Zurich, Zurich. Yeah, Zurich, yeah, Zurich, right? Germany, France, New to York. the Reichsbank, Bank, right? No, yeah, the Reichsbank. What's your number? No, I, I. I really liked his his discovery. It was overacting, but honestly, it wasn't the, on the level of like, is this movie Escape from Tomorrow terrible or Basket Case terrible? I honestly, I really dug his like piecing things together and asking mm-hmm. people. It wasn't. It didn't bother yeah, me like, that I, like, oh god. One thing I really liked with this is the fact that they had this um, Carlos antagonist that you didn't see for a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, they really led you along with, is he Carlos? Is he the bad guy? And, and they did yeah. it pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that. That which is a scary question. Yeah. 
And which, that's what they do in the book. Because it looked know? like a guy trying to redeem himself and then maybe acting tougher than he is because he thinks he might be bad, so he's probably right. good at this. Look at how scared everyone is. I must be that scary. Right, yeah. I, I guess I'll kidnap her. That seems yeah. like a thing I might do. I mean, in that way, it sort of speaks to how we understand ourselves in only in relation to other people. Mm-hmm. Like, so much of our mm-hmm. own identity. Like, that's what this story really highlights, I think, as sort of a human condition thing. Of mm-hmm. just, like, you don't really know who you are until someone else reacts to you. And they're like, oh, that's right, how yeah. I am, I guess? Well, and, and then and you get that band. Jack, that band is you terrible. You get that from Jacqueline Smith band. a lot because yeah. she's like, I really see the good in you. Right. Or I'm not stupid, and you seem like you're probably not a monster. Yeah. yeah. But that's what that's the other thing. I'm like, I, as much as I know about the Matt Damon version, I would watch it thinking, if this was a person like carrying this amnesiac around who was like, I think I'm this assassin killer person. She's like, I trust you. I'm like, well, what, what, right. what happens if he isn't? What if he turns to me? He's like, he goes, you know what? I really do like killing people a lot. So you're next. <laughs> you know, I was like, whoa, you, you are next. Yeah, but then I get into the whole stupid eightiesness of it. And Jacqueline Smith, like the point where he's like, comb your hair. You look terrible. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, that's a line you had to say. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, you're right. You're right. And you're bleeding from the face. So I'm just going to. That reminds me of another woman who combed her hair and then died. Flashback to Vietnam. Flashbacks. Right. Um, that will happen. So, okay, why was he having flashbacks to Vietnam? I was really kind of... Did you not read the book? Have you never read I did not read the book. You didn't do your reading. I'm sorry. Because this book was <laughs> about... The, yeah, seriously. Because this book was about taking the American blame for Vietnam. Torts, torts, torts. This movie was about taking the blame that Americans took in Vietnam and shifting it to one Hispanic man. I'd like it if actually... Go ahead and, like, what's the... <laughs> Ooh. I think that might be a... Uh, an unfair characterization. <laughs> well, perhaps the movie should have put something in that didn't match that perfectly. Uh, yeah, well, so he was a professor of Southeast Eastern Studies in a different life, and he had he had, actually had a family in Southeast Asia. This is the actual backstory. Yeah, yep, not this ripping. is the book. No, that's the actual backstory. Okay. Um, and so he lived there, and you know, was informed his his research and his teaching, his academia, and he saw his family die at the hands of government. Like, there's a lot of government stuff happening Generic, generic yeah. government. The government. Government. Um, so that's, like, one of those threads that, in the book, plays really nicely, but is, an easy, as you can see in the later movie, you're going to let that drop off, and you don't really lose anything. Like, it's good to have motivation and backstory, mm-hmm. but it's it's a it's a thing that you have space for in a book to create somebody's sort of family narrative and your other alternate identity. Like, he already has 14 identities. You don't really need David Webb to tell a film story. Oh, yeah, spoiler, his name is David Webb. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Hope, hope you enjoyed the Matt Damon movies before you knew he had a real name. But that's, but the, I think that's also what the book did really well. It was like when he's piecing, and, and the other thing the book is able to do is like say, take his amnesia and say, who are you exactly? And he's like, you know, like Delta for K, and like he's he's yeah. like trying to figure this out. He's like, I know with this name, Jason Bourne. And like, you're not Jason Bourne, you're this person. But Jason Bourne was somebody who was an actual person. Right. And you yeah. took over, he was crazy. And they talk about that in yeah. the 88 version. Mm-hmm. But it's all like super shoehorned in at yeah. the very end. Mm-hmm. And he has his like little like. He got Voice plastic over. surgery to match Jason. Lots Horn. of plastic. Lots well, of plastic. This, this, actually, is, this movie has an amazing like info dump at the end. It does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which is always where you put info dumps <laughs> right. in a movie. The exposition is all heavily. It's like if you told <laughs> you told the joke and then you're like, 
Oh, wait, wait, wait. I know I did the punchline, but I forgot to tell you that there's an elephant <laughs> and the bartender can't see and it was a Thursday. Okay, now is it funny? Like, it's... Wait, wait, wait. And there's six nuns. Oh, yeah, yeah, now yeah. it is. But that plastic surgery thing, it's not only to make yeah. him look like somebody, it was also to make him look like anybody. Like, right. there's a whole thing about it. Hmm. Well, if you soften some of the edges and you create the most generic sort of white oh. dude face. So again, like Matt Damon's character in Ocean's Eleven, where they, <laughs> their whole setup of his him is, you gotta look like just anybody he's ever yeah, seen, don't be so too he interesting. forgets about you five minutes later. Yeah. Which is why the third, sorry, which is why getting into the third Ocean's Eleven was really funny, because he's like, Ocean's I want to, he was like, I want to wear the fake nose, and they're like, no, he's like, the Brody will play, and they call it, because Adrian Brody yeah. knows, he's like, the Brody plays, like, Turtle. the Brody doesn't play. <laughs> he's like, the Brody plays! So, uh, but he, I like how he he like switches his voice like I am Richard Chamberlain, handsome actor and very have very good diction. <laughs> but when I want to be like a Brooklyn mover, I'm like, hey, hey, I'm shrugging hey. my shoulders and saying, hey, I'm I'm here from Schmacky sent me over here to help you move. He can speak a bunch of languages and dialects. But that's the other thing; he never did. He'd go up no, no, because he can't. As Richard Chamberlain can't. They're like, you know what? Let's lose that Cantonese stuff. But they threw it away at the very beginning. Like he's he when he was first fished out of the water and he was recovering. Uh, remember he was like, Dash Kandish Mikjan Dash Yeah. yeah. And, like the kids are watching, he's like punching. I was like, cool. And that's something that. Yeah, that the, bugged me because he was muttering awesome other languages. It. And then when he actually met people. He'd be like, I'm French. sorry, I don't speak yeah. Yeah. no yeah. Frenchy. Yeah, the <laughs> book is full of Just different languages. That, Do you speak English? Are you intelligent enough to know English? And Hello. Denim yeah, Mellon. Sausage, egg, and chips. Denim Mellon's like, he goes, he goes, you'd, you'd, you'd mutter in German. Uh, you'd mutter in French, you'd mutter in... Some, some Asian language. Wait, yeah. no. Some Oriental well, language. Right. Ugh. Because 1988. Um, Elliot, he's, he's uh, drunk. He was pretty drunk. He's an alcoholic. And this was his last, uh, his last TV movie. Then he went on to do Last Crusade, then he passed away a couple years later. Uh. But his same character of befuddled but alcoholic. But I think if they would have like, taken five seconds to maybe, like give him the chance to like start kind of speaking languages because to what you said earlier wouldn't it be cool if somebody starts speaking like Cantonese and next thing you know you're like and you're like how do like, I know this whoa yeah. whoa I'm, I'm speaking I love that and yeah, yeah Josh can speak Japanese and sometimes it just pops out and he's like what? Toto, toto. See? see he wakes up in the middle of the night that's French yeah or is it Nani oh there but that's, I, I think that was Japanese good words. Yeah, two one. things oh, they... Nani's a one word. <laughs> yeah, that's one. I got a couple more, probably. <laughs> I'm were... probably pretty good at Japanese, but I've never tried. But what drives me, oh. cra- what drove me, I think, craziest about this, because I like the running part, because yeah. that was like a big part of it. And I'm, I'm with you, because I remember reading going, he runs like a month. That's how he keeps focused. Yeah. But mm-hmm. they, they focused on this Thornbirds concept, and I'm, I'm pointing at the DVD, because for those of you following along at home, pick up your DVD, close your eyes and imagine, and one. point at the menu screen on the back cover. And it's like it's a thorn. It's just, it's Richard Chamberlain. He's got to have a focus point where he's like about to kiss somebody, and that moment was like such a weird like oh god we're having a love scene where she's wearing her spanks. Yeah, that, was, that was some sweet eighty spanks. Sweet yeah. eighty spanks. And then sweet camera pan down bedpost. Yeah. Yeah, because you know they had Nookie, and he just sat there post-coil. And interesting, again, uh, a year or two after this, uh, Richard Chamberlain being the, the hot stud Thornbridge guy that he was, 
uh, was outed. And that back then, that was like a humongous deal. Like people like, nope, 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 Liberace mm -hmm. is straight, Richard Chamberlain is straight. This is ridiculous. Elton John, Elton straight, John come Hudson. on. Fred yeah. Mercury. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that was like a humongous deal. It's like that wow. that took him down a peg, and that's why uh, the other interesting point is the producer on this movie, who is dead, a zombie. Uh, no, one of the producers is his uh, actual for his Matt husband. Damon. His per oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Is Richard Chamberlain still alive? Yes, he's eighty some years old. Eighty some years old. He's Lord. eighty. 81. He was born in 1934. Oh, he, he did this? He must have been. 54. 54. Not God. So he was chasing that guy. That, and I thought about it. for 54. Yeah. I thought about yeah. that. Like one of his early chasings after he had like been thrown into the fireplace, bashed his head after fighting wheelchair Guillermo. And then just catch up all over his And catch up his face. You know, he you know? got beat up in this a lot. He did. Yeah. And but, I was really impressed with that. And actually. it stuck. And he it, ran. It's hard for an action movie to be like, yeah, that leg still hurts, huh? After he got shot in it. Yeah. Yeah. He limped a lot. He had a uh, broken hand. Mm -hmm. He, and he still had a terrible, like, he could not shoot people to save his life, but occasionally he would. Right uh, in the neck. Yeah. The neck shot was another one. I'm like, what? I mean, they're like, that's Carlos's. That Carlos never, was a signature move. But that never, like, really kind of, like, went. Is that a forward. 1940 newsman telling everyone? <laughs> yes, exactly. But that never, Dateline, like. Dateline, 1942. That, Carlos shoots sorry, a man in the neck. <laughs> Meanwhile, never, Chicago. That never, like, went past, like, the Ambassador Leland guy who, they're like, when the first news reports, he goes, shot in the neck, which is a signature move of Carlos. And then he shoots that, you know, wheelchair Guillermo de Toro in the neck. And they're like, you did that. You must be Carlos. I'm like, yeah. And then it was never explained after that. It was just like, okay. No, sometimes you just hit a guy in the neck when you shoot him. Yeah, no. Especially when you're both on the ground we crawling all know around. That. Mm -hmm. Right. Coincidence. That was hard. That just you know you don't see a lot of guys in wheelchairs get shot in movies, like, especially in the neck. But or, he was the aggressor. I mean, he was terrified, but he was also like, yeah, well, yeah. He, he was. He, he like jumped the on the ground. He was like crawling. Yeah, but like, he was terrified. Chernik. Oh, yeah. I think his name is Chernik. Chernik. Yes, Chernik that's yeah. Right. In the IMDb page, he's credited as fat guy in wheelchair. Is he really? Yes. I made it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I it was long. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. It was just. It was painfully long. But my other favorite part is the fact that they referenced the 2002 movie on the, on the uh, DVD. Oh, DVD. That's surely the only reason this is out on DVD. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe we can confuse somebody. I'm sure there's a bunch of Richard Chamberlain fans who would love to own this movie. Yeah. Yeah. One thing actually that really struck me about this version Chambermaids. Um, right? Is that what they were called? I don't know. The, Chamber, oh, the Chamberlain fan <laughs> I sincerely Chambermaids. Oh. That's perfect actually. If this was if this came out like modern day, they would definitely be called yeah, Chambermaids. The chambermaids. Right? So the one cumber thing... bitches in the Chambermaids. <laughs> Along with the bronies. <laughs> wow. They I'm might... starting a website. So uh, one thing that super struck me about this, uh, just not just in comparison to our other half, but in comparison to spy movies in general, is that the CIA, no bad guys in it. Mm. No, well, no, one yeah. one who's done the pay of the bad guy, so he's a he's a mole, but the CIA itself, totally fine. Everything they're doing, they got to do some dirty things, but it's for the good of the world. Yeah. And this was the Cold year War. after Iran-Contra, yeah. and so it's not like it was news that the CIA maybe sometimes does bad things. Mm -hmm. But the movie very much whitewashed that out. Interesting throwaway stuff, like when you sit down, they're like, what do you remember? He's like, Middle East, bad, you know, you know, blah, 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 bad. It's still really like, sticking in a lot of people's memory. Mm, yeah. to move past that. Yeah, right? <laughs> 27 years later, oops. So you're saying we all just woke up and I, didn't remember? Some of us haven't fully woke up. We're all up. just faking it. I don't, all I know is Middle East, bad, and I'm good with this gun. <laughs> 
I can take that clumsy help. Break it down. America. Yeah. Poor Richard Chamberlain. Can you come back like, later? He's like trying to take it apart. Like he's like. Like they uh, might not have told him that scene was in the movie. Right. Should we impair this with 50 first dates instead? Ooh. Oh, man. Oh, how great wow. would it have been? Always if he a told, good question. How great would it have been if he threw him the gun and told him to break it down and then he blew his own finger off? Like he has no idea what can. Oh, change the film. That's not what this. You're good at. Okay. Right. Um, here's a sewing machine. Whoa. Break there's it down. A, there's a moment he where. He made a dress. There's a moment when he does that. He's, he's like, he's looking at a gun and he kind of like starts to point it at himself. Then he points it away. I'm like, oh. And the other one where he like, he goes, I need to keep this revolver somewhere. I'm going to stuff it in my sock. Oh, the sock and the revolver in the sock. sock. It's, so, it's, it's, like, sock. And it's not even like a sock that can hold it no, very well. No, it's, it's like a, like, a quitter. It's, it's a quitter. It's a total yeah. quitter. <laughs> that gun should have just been Question in the street for you, two minutes later. Has there been any parody of the Bourne identity where the guy wakes up and thinks he's really an assassin, but he's not? I, you know what? There should be. I don't know if there has. Because I would still love hoping, to watch that. I'm still I'm hoping sure for that Bob's something. Burgers episode. Because uh, they've done the Archer that referenced Bob's Burgers. That's now true, they need yeah. to go the other way, and they could totally do a Bourne identity. Thing. Yeah. There's certainly spy parodies. Long Kiss Goodnight, I was telling Josh, I'm like, you should probably check that one out, because it's been a while. Um, but the it's a spy movie with Gina Davis and Samuel Jackson. Right when his flames are like shooting off the off the map, mm-hmm. and sadly enough, is one of Gina Davis's last movies. She's doing good work now, though. Uh, yeah, she is doing work, good work. She's mm-hmm. doing like you know uh, women in women in, in film, in film and yeah, sort of the creative arts. Um, but that was like a big Rennie, like the same year she did Cutthroat Island. Oh boy, right? So <laughs> they were like, her she was like, this is like, she's like. But she and Rennie Harlan had a good idea. Like, we want to have two strong female protagonists, move, like, driven movies. And Long Kiss Goodnight has to deal with a, a woman who has amnesia. She's a housewife. She has a kid, a uh, boyfriend, no idea who the dad is. And suddenly, like, has that whole, like, b- like things start flashing back. And she hires Samuel Jackson as her private investigator helper. And he, like, gives her a suitcase. She opens it up. And there's, like, a kit for a sniper rifle. And without thinking about it, she's just like, boom, 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 ch- 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 puts it together. Now, add all this stuff with a Shane Black-written script. And mm-hmm. Shane Black, like, gave it, like, a ton of pop culture references, you know? Like, she's trying to get her daughter to, like, jump out of a car into her arms. And her daughter's like, I can't do it. She goes, you can. You're a member of the X-Men. Come on, jump into my arms, you know? <laughs> so it's cool stuff like that. And I think Spy Vember might benefit from, like, checking that one. I don't know how many more movies I'm going to get in with Spy Vember here, but well, I'll keep that in mind. You know, you it comes did... around every year. It does. It does come around every year. As and is the nature with the calendar. And you can bleed into Spider December. You can forget. So it's not gonna be you can give yourself amnesia and then be like, maybe I have more movies to watch. <laughs> so yeah, that's the only thing I got on that one. What more do we want to say about 1988 Born Identity before we move on? Would to you tell people to watch it or not watch it? Hmm, that's a toughie. It's not bad. I mean, it's long and it's dated, but it's not a poor quality film or anything. There's skippable chunks. Yeah, I, think there, I mean, there's definitely, you can make a sandwich during some of these scenes and then have yourself a lovely sandwich for the good scenes. Sure. Every time and you're you can, driving somewhere, just yeah, get up. You can figure out pretty quick if this is a scene where you need to pay attention or you can work on your checkbook. I, I, I mean, some of the frustrating things for me That's were That's a like, great tagline. <laughs> Watch the Born Identity, you can work on your checkbook. I just That's did my taxes. I, did. I caught up two months worth of checkbooks. And stuff. I went on and raked leaves. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, and yet you've held your own in this conversation perfectly fine. I Obviously, what you half heard through the window carried I, you through the park. I, I know. And then I come back in, and like, there's like the gauzy, the gauzy <laughs> filmmaking, and like Jacqueline Smith is crying and saying, I love you. And I'm like, all I know is that you tried to kill me, but then you saved me, and I love you. And I'm like, oh. And then I, then I, uh, I passed out, and then I woke up, and I didn't remember who I was. <laughs> 
But uh, I like here's a list of actors. Break it down. So watch it or not watch it. On a snowy day, if you've got nothing else going on, (laughs) sure. You know what? Yeah, give it give it a whirl. If you're a fan of Robert Lovelock, it's worth if you like the book. So if you've ever driven a railroad spike through a conch shell, you may enjoy this movie. (laughs) I get behind that. Yeah, and if also if you also want to see like a pure version of the of the novel, diagram is very specific. Give it a give it a shot. Just what's with spy movies and conchs? And what's that's the weirdest Conk. Jerry oh, Seinfeld says. Yes. <laughs> no, but uh, what's the deal, deal with spy movies? Doctor No has that one girl who's searching for conch shells I on the beach. I think this must be They're some valuable. exotic quality. I don't know. Well, um, you read Lord of the Flies, right? Right. The, the conch. That's shell? why he's allowed to yeah. talk. Maybe that's right. Spies. <laughs> um, okay. Let's take a break. Step three, product. <laughs> we'll come back to the 2002 version of the Born Identity. We're back. We're having spirited conversations, uh, side conversations, because there's still some interesting things about the first movie to unearth about it. Um, well, I think that just speaks a lot to Robert Ludlum's original book. It concur. does. I concur. And how much we love Dead Why are you kissing up to Robert Ludlum? He's he, dead. He's dead, you know. Still solid. He can't give you a still job. Right. So, uh, I know... <laughs> So we, we talked briefly about the uh, 2002 version, uh, some of the backstory when the uh, podcast started. Starring Matt Damon. Some guy, <laughs> some some Bostonian. Anyway, he likes the Red Sox. Um, Who doesn't? I rewatched it, and I'm guessing people contempor- contemporarily speaking have probably seen it. Some this was my it. first viewing of it. Really? Really? It I take was. for granted people know it, but I just met someone else who hadn't seen it, too. I think so, I had seen it, because a lot of it was familiar, but I didn't remember it at all. There were some portions moments. of it that I think I'd seen on television. Yeah. The flashbacks, in particular, at the end, when there's the big reveal mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. why he mm-hmm. didn't kill... What's his name? Yeah, yes. arguably uh, the... Mom... Um, not mom... Uh, mom it started with a W, didn't it? The guy who Former was dictator man. The dictator. Right. Uh, assassinated. So, I think I'd seen that scene yeah. somewhere. Arguably, yeah, no, that reveal that is yeah. the only time in that film where he actually remembers something from before the accident. I've I seen think it is. the three follow-ups to it. I've seen the two direct follow-ups, and I saw the one with Jeremy Renner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Legacy. Ultimatum. A leg- Legacy. Legacy yeah. And uh, I have to say that the first movie has, I think, has the most resonance for me, because I remember a, a lot more about how his world opened up as he was, like, starting to figure out clues. Um, it's the meeting the character stuff, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, getting him out of the boat, talking to himself in Norwegian or whatever, in the mirror when he's having, like, that conversation with himself, mm-hmm. doing the chin-ups on the boat. Uh, I love all the boat stuff in that movie. The boat stuff is... Movie. Oh, yeah. So Levi secretly wants to be a sailor and fisherman. His his secret ability is going to be... I want to be Matt Damon, yeah. let's be honest. He's going to be able to fly <laughs> fish between, like, a one foot. I haven't tried it yet, but... Um, but then I think the the introduction of that the the shaky cam weirdness uh, fight stuff mm-hmm. was like one of the big things, and people got frustrated with it a little bit. Some some folks got frustrated, but man, well, it got gotta, taken too far after this movie too. Yeah, <laughs> but man, the the park bench scene in my mind is like 
cool. Yeah. Just like when he's like, they're like poking him, like get up, and it's like, great. and he just like everything. Yeah. puts his hand up and he grabs it and he stops and he just looks at it and you're like, yeah, just get that moment. What's of, gonna happen? I can do this. So and the next thing you know, like these two men are on the ground. You're like, and you, you're you're with him though. Mm-hmm. He he brings you with him and like in the yeah, you care about him. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and then like the diner scene with with Franca when he's like, he goes, I know that guy. Uh, you know, it knows how to carry himself. I know that guy. This I know. There's like five cars. Yeah, I know where all the exits are. I can run. He goes. I know that I can run like a half a mile. You know, flat out before I start, my lungs start to burn and my hands start to shake. Yeah. How do I know that? How do I know that? And it's this altitude too. Yeah. At this altitude, there's not just self awareness. There's math going into. Well, can we go back to the park bench because you touched on something? The the caring about the character, Mm. and I wonder if this resonated for you guys too. There's. This thing where I think I think Matt Damon's a really good actor, and I think you see some of that in this film. That moment when they wake him up, and he looks really sad because he's like... He's just tired. He was tired, but I also think he was like, they're not going to let me go, but I know that I can't let them keep me. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this moment where that's where you think you see that goodness, where you're like, I... There's a part of him who knows he can kill both of them pretty quickly, and he just seems sort of like, oh, great. Like, I'm going to have to... Do something. Not not damage them too badly, but I need to walk away from this. Mm-hmm. And he's also he's also relegated to sleeping. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping on a park bench, you know. Yeah. And now, I'm sorry. Is that, at that point, was he had he already gone to the no. Swiss bank? No, no, no he, he had just okay. got in town. He was still he was... wearing the sweater. He hadn't had like upgraded any of his. He's gear. sleeping and it's snowing out. That's he's got no. <laughs> yeah, he's got no hat. He's like sitting there, like bundled. Like, he was yeah. like huddled up at various points. He didn't yeah. even bother to steal a hat from somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Arguably, the cops on him were like, "You can't sleep here because you." You will die. Yeah. You will die in the snow tonight if we don't. But then when they ask for his passport, then things yeah, are like... which, which, yeah, of course they did. Yeah. I also, I mean, he, he did a lot of stuff like he never wanted to have a gun in his hand. And I always yeah. dug that too. Like every he time he had one, he'd be like, runs. go away, get away. Uh, I really liked the, I mean, everything Wait, about them. He protects them. those kids. Yeah. yeah. Like that's. Yeah. You know, the gun thing I loved because too many too many spy movies or action movies they knock a guy out and then leave his gun with him. You always take it if only to take it, you know, throw it in the river or you have break so it down bad, so the bad guys don't, <laughs> I don't have guns know. anymore. I am, and I he am would do he would cookie dough, knock a guy out, take his gun, and then like throw it away in a get trash yeah, can. And I think like the down. the uh, Chamberlain movie, and the one thing is you can really see him, he takes a real beating, like mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. sustains damage. Mm-hmm. And he can still do stuff, but it like yeah. stays with him the whole rest of the film. If only he'd run over a first aid kit or a, <laughs> a leg of lamb lying in the street. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's a I think it's a real testament that at the time there wasn't a lot of really cool spy movies in, no. in that mm-hmm. at, when that came out. And so when the Born Identity with Damon came out, it was like this is really cool. Wasn't Die Another Day also two thousand two? So it came out the same year as the Bond with the Invisible Car. Yeah, and and Madonna who was also <laughs> his God, she got really Madonna. tired when you said that. <laughs> No, right. it's, no, but the, <laughs> it's amazing. Invisible car. It should be the coolest thing, but it's just... Oh, Crack.com said... The weight of the world. Do you remember that... Crack.com said, do you remember that Bond movie where Madonna dressed up like a dominatrix poodle? <laughs> no. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I just... The, there was a, a the, the kinetic fighting. There was a fantastic, like, weird mini scene. The mini car chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, 
which was like you never see a car chase with like beat up old like cars that we would drive. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's what made it POSs. so entertaining. Yeah. Well, it and they're that, broken. It helped like that she was driving probably the same car from the 1988 version, just right. this crummy little red Renault. As that, or as that scene was going on, and I, I was like, she really kept up the maintenance on this car. Well, that yeah. thing really where you really like, put. how does this thing handle? It felt a little splashy back there, you know, like mm-hmm. that. All right, He's, you're gonna feel a bump now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And that car chase is awesome. Like I yeah, feel like you saw it. a bunch of mini car chases after that, mm-hmm. where people like were doing, "Oh, we should do that," where we have tiny cars chasing people in European cities. Right, Italian, the Italian, Italian yeah. came, yeah. came yeah. out the next year, and it was just, yeah, it was. I don't know, and even like the apartment fights, you know, like the really cool apartment fights. They're really close up, like a real fight, you know. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fighting, like, it was much closer to, it wasn't about having a prolonged fight that looked cool. Mm-hmm. They were just both trying to stop each other. Yeah, and getting so close that the other person can't get a lot of power into their hips. And the thing like, three uh, inches from you. using a pen or like a whatever, like yeah. just finding yeah. it. Whatever is like right oh, I there. I love the pen when it jabbed. And he pulls yeah. it out. He just pulls it out without so upsetting. Yeah, because you, <laughs> you get both guys' badassedness. Because yeah. it's like I have a pen that's better than nothing. It kind of reminded I don't me. Care. It kind of reminded me. This is really silly, but uh, the movie Gross Point Blake. Um, <laughs> yes. Just go with I me. Go with that me. Movie. I do too because Underrated. it's oh. got it's got you know John you know Cusack. Cusack. John Cusack plays a, a hitman, Mini right? Driver. Right, but then he his Dan Aykroyd. the the French the French Shh, guy. We don't talk about him anymore. The French bad guy who go who shows up. Yeah. you know, is uh, an actual. Competition kickboxer named Benny the Jet yeah. Urquidez. Who is referenced and say anything. And say anything, right. He by goes, John Cusack. Don Benny yeah. Wilson, Benny the Jet Urquidez. No. Sport of the future. Um, you know that's why he was in that movie. Yes. And Cusack oh, was like, and that oh, was, can and, we get him? Yeah. And he's also the guy who like trained him how to like throw uh-huh. all this crap. So mm-hmm. they're fighting and he kills a guy with a ballpoint pen that he gets from Jeremy Piven's character. And so I'm oh, watching when Piven. Yeah. So I'm watching this and I'm thinking he he does like the pen stab and the hand, which is like, oh. And it doesn't end with like this big like throwdown. No. This guy was like, I'm, I I'm lost. fucked. I'm, I'm screwed. Out. You know, assassin out, out, out the, the window. window. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. I wish, I wish you would have yelled that. Assassin out. <laughs> <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> you gotta choose your last words carefully. And that's so, a good choice. Guys, so. I got a new tagline. You can only use it once. <laughs> but yeah. I, re- I really like that throw line. Instead of having Carlos in the first one, you mm-hmm. have these like three separate assassins yeah. right, mm-hmm. at various yeah. points. And I like that final It was cleaner. When yeah. you, like, you know, yeah. It also just showed how professional that first guy was. Well, like, and I then, lost pavement. In the in the Born books, uh, Carlos's through line is like through the books, yeah. not just the first one. It's not a clean like. No, Carlos comes back. Yeah, Carlos comes back. Okay. Yeah. And then, he's not killed in the book. And in the first one, uh, the, well, that Carlos makes more sense back. then. The very next, next day, day. <laughs> Carlos <laughs> came back. You thought he was a goner. Just let them finish. I'm waiting. So See, I I could get behind it though, even if they killed him Hitman in the first one. Children. He's got a huge <laughs> network of hundreds of people. Like mm-hmm. they, he could just keep dealing with those guys. Well, and it's almost one of those things where, like, Carlos dies and a new Carlos springs right. up. Right, Spectre, you know, basically. That. Yeah. Old school Spectre. Well, yeah, and that's, I mean, and I not to, like, belabor going back to the 88 version, but there You're was that... belaboring. Belabor, belabor, belabor. But they, uh, but, you know, when he's in the cemetery and his, his mentor, Abbott, who is played by Brian Cox in the 2002 version mm-hmm. and played who by... Who is corrupt. Who is corrupt, but he's played by, like, the guy with the floating white... Caterpillars for eyebrows, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Symbiotic relationship. Hello, Those are CGI. the Rigel of that movie. Yeah, right. basically, he's he's like one. Of, he's like either Waldorf or Stadler from the Muppet Show. So like, like they're they're CGI. Um, but he's like giving him all of his backstory yeah. and like 
I've been shot four times, but I got time to talk to you about like your past. <laughs> you know? And in this I'll mail, if you'll excuse me, put me on this tree. Just set me on this tree. Yeah. I'm gonna get, all right. <laughs> it's okay, I'm the only one who knows that you're safe and you're basically my adopted son. But you know what? Just let me die. And in this <laughs> one and in this everybody one, else thinks you're a bad guy. Exactly. In this uh, one, and Damon doesn't like end it cleanly. He ends it, and so this movie could have been like, well, if he doesn't do well domestically, then yeah, he spends the rest of his different. life like fixing up scooters with Franca Patenta. Yeah. And oh god, if that was the second born movie, that would have been great. Just them running just scooters, a, just running like a scooter scooters. rental agency. Yeah. Like, ah, the, even if the, the movie which mechanic do we take this to? This is terrible. Even if that movie was like six hours long, Brian, it still would have felt shorter than the eighty-eight <laughs> version of the point. Look at this new logo for our business. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a new look. look. I, how much did you spend on this spec? I made it myself. Yeah, I just learned we, in design. This, uh, I'm sorry. I'm just really <laughs> tired. <laughs> I thought in design might be one of those things I just knew. I was Hours pass. They they think they're pregnant, but it turns out to be a false alarm. But the they, they have a deep in conversation about what is this pitch going well that. so far? No, the 88 version is called the Born MS Paint. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, about that corn. So those were MS Paint eyebrows done frame by frame. Honestly, they were like floating by themselves. That was mm-hmm. his magic trick. Um, what but are you I, trying to say, Mikey? I'm trying to say that I think that the 2002 version was uh, held up really well. I hadn't seen it since I had seen it in the theater, and then I remember renting it uh, ages ago for a 13 year old movie. That you know, I watch. I've watched it a lot. Yeah. Uh, do you watch that every year? Because I can see year it. about. Yeah. Do you? Do you put each of them on one TV while reading the book? Well, you like, just you just pause and proceed. I've only seen the the twenty hour uh, Richard Chamberlain the tw- <laughs> for the first time, and it's probably safe to say last time. The yeah. Thornbirds was like a like a six week mini series, yeah. And this was only two nights, and it was still longer than the Thornbirds. Oh, it's two feature-length films. Could do a whole miniseries, yeah. like six-episode run of the Born Identity. I'll put on the Born Identity, the Matt Damon one, and like fold laundry. Like I'll, yeah. I'll throw it on my computer. That's your movie that you put on. It's one of that makes sense. them because I love the fights, but I don't need to track it or anything. Yeah. When it, it's so you just skip out and in for your favorite parts. I just let it run, and then I'll tune well, in. Well, I mean, like it's going, but yeah. your, your attention skips. Yeah. Out. I wanted to go back to a point that you mentioned because you mentioned the shaky cam earlier. Oh yeah. And I was, and I was thinking about that, and I was like, I was not confused about these fights at all. Were they yeah. supposed to be shaky cam and like kind of confusing? Was that what people thought back in two thousand and two? People, uh, or have I just had enough shaky cam movies to like realize like so, okay, I can follow this? Action. The Greengrass versions, I think, got a bit shakier, and moreover, um, and then is, we got into found footage horror film. Like then yeah. it became saturated. The 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 the, right. the, the martial art the nerdy, whole thing. The martial art nerdiness that is is me is uh, <clears> okay so. Uh, I want to take, so 2002 and then 2005, Batman Begins shows up, right? And they wanted to give Batman, uh, the Nolan version, they wanted to give him a, a martial arts style, which, like, what what is something you could do that Batman could feasibly beat the crap out of, like, multiple opponents coming at him at once? Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, let's do the Casey fighting method. And my big brother's like, well, Casey fighting methods. Casey is, Casey is Jeet Kune Do. Casey is, like, just whatever. They smoke up rooms. And then they like they use like ashtrays to like bash your heads. So that's the kind of thing. And to make yeah. it look cooler, uh, you can watch it, and it's like they'll they show people slowly knee, you know, hip, face, sternum, xiphoid process, all that stuff. And in this uh, in this case, you know, it's like 
everything has to be also like redirection. So there's Aikido in there. Mm. There's judo. There's a lot of Aikido. There's a lot of like trapping and then like trying to strike simultaneously. And you're and you're and mixing. It's a bit of like Krav Maga, though, like yeah. always finishing moves. It's oh, either yeah. deflection or trying to kill. Like yeah. those are the two. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like and like, and so destroy load bearing joints and leave. Yeah, like and like the terrible fight with. <laughs> with Carlos, <laughs> no. Carlos! Oh, the scream! The scream! He needed a from... scream in the eighties. Oh yeah, right. but remember, he's like when like the body is like brought in. You're like no. no. So like the final fight with Carlos, where he cuts him on the neck and he cuts him in the face and he guts him, him in the shoulder, in the shoulder mm-hmm. and then they have their like little like Richard Chamberlain slap fight, you know, and they hug a little bit and they talk about their feelings and they roll down the stairs. I'm angry, so am I. But the, I think the idea was that it wasn't flashy because you know, like up until that point, a lot of the martial arts choreography in these movies were think about like Van Damme doing his his signature. I'm going to do a big jump, spin, hook, kick, and take your head off. Well, mm-hmm. that's not entirely practical. Even as a tournament fighter, everything's got to be like everything has to be lead from the front. You know, it's got to be. I don't front, think like, kicking a man's head off is legal in tournaments. <laughs> it the majority of tournaments. How little you know, Brian? Oh God, um, you're right. I'm just faking it. So. In this case, like, it's not energizing to, like, see something happen that can end, ideally, if you're going to have close quarter combat, quickly, which is what they want to do. I want to break your knee and, like, kill you and be done. Two moves, one if I can. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what's the best way to do this? To, like, try to make things look kind of kinetic with the camera Mm -hmm. so things are, like, freaking out. Oh, I'm going to throw them up on the desk and then I'm going to reach around and find, like, the paperweight to bash you on the head. You know, and then I'm going to make you, I'm going to give you a swirly and then I'm going to flip you over you know it's all that stuff to make it look cool but um and a little bit acknowledging this a film being made like you you're, you can a little bit have see the fingerprints of the filmmaker and right that's a cool and also like to to come to like propel a story forward yeah. you know like up until that point he beats two cops up on a bench and now you're like okay whoa he can do all that stuff yeah. and that's pretty amazing and he's yeah. like looking like what am i doing with my hands how did my body know how to do this what the next time I you become? see yeah but the next time you see it He's in the apartment, Board you know. Smash. Yeah, and this guy shows up, and yeah. he's like, and his spider sense goes. His off. spider yeah. sense goes off. The guy sense. shows off. That like thing something's, with the knife and he something's very it. wrong. It's not in this room. It's not in this room. But it's here, right? And it's mm-hmm. not. It's swinging from a damn rope outside. Yeah. And so that's. I mean, that's also like. Let's move this forward. Now we're gonna see how it's a he badass entrance. Well, let's see how he fights a guy who can also fight like yeah. him. Yeah, mm-hmm. so not two cops who weren't expecting it. And then you have the final, the, you know, the final throwdown with the professor, which I always, which I for some reason it's super simple. He's in the mm-hmm. house. Get out. The guy and his kids and Marie yeah. get out. Dog's missing spider sense. Yeah. And he's just like, and he's like, okay, I've got bullets. And he knows to like look he around. He knows where to find bullets. Find, and also where's gun. where's yeah. the gun yeah. hiding. If he it gets was me, it. he'd be there. Yeah. So he, he knew go- where the shooter would be, how to distract yeah. him. And they didn't that, do the whole the like, World stuff. War II sniper movie where you see the reflection. So it's like, oh, okay, he's there. He's right. just like, that's it. He's they stopped it. carrying mirrors. It, that right. Yeah. Right. Or, you know. This isn't giving me any more light. Shoot. Birds. Boom. It's just like. Yeah. You where sneaky, the like, land? the shooting and sprinting stuff is really, yeah. really exciting. Oh, it's such yeah. a, it's such a wonderful movie. And I guess I, at the end of the day, if somebody was like, "You need to pick one of these movies," I'm like, "Watch the 2002 version." Yeah, they don't explain. Enjoy it yourself. He just does all that stuff. Yeah, he does. They don't have the outside character going. What are you doing? Well, I'm figuring out statistically right. where's the the best spots to shoot from. So which one's most likely? They're trusting the audience. I go there. Yeah. He, he just does it, and the audience. Well, goes, you try. What is he? Oh, you try to explain it though, and everybody is going to start tuning out and right. being mm-hmm. like, "What are you even trying to do?" And it, it detracts from the mystery of it. I also dig that there were just 
a few, but I think really powerful lines between him and that guy as he's dying. Mm -hmm. Just look at yeah. what look they, at make they make us, us give. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. many are there? We always work alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. We like it becomes this shared yeah. experience oh, sure of experience. him going like, and they and don't he, do the oh stupid villain like I'm dying on the thing last minute. No, knife, he's like I know just, this is what happens. In this this is it. I'm clocked out. Two shots. But then he there's a great throwback in the third movie mm -hmm. where he says that to the guy at the very end. He's like, look at us, yeah. you know. And you're just like, you're like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, look at us, us. Come on, don't let Treadstone. And but then they set that up for like yeah, the yeah, Jeremy yeah. Renner version. Oh, yeah. yeah, such a wonderful movie. I I enjoy the hell out of them. I love it. And even yeah. to get into the second movie, you're just like, well, wow, that's kind of a ballsy thing to like yeah. throw him back into it by Helen Marie. You know, like yeah, oh. you don't expect that at the. You're like I mean, they're, they're it's love. not really a spoiler because that's like the first ten minutes of the movie. But it's like kaboom! Oh well, he's back. It's in a it now. surprise the first time you see it. Yeah, I I appreciate. I appreciate. Bump it up in my yep. Netflix yep. Yep. now. Yep. <laughs> Oops. There we go. Well, or did fairness, he? You just in ruined fairness, the rest of my Ember. In fairness, you guys did. There's a spoilers, lot of people named Marie. <laughs> you did the shorthand spoilers, where it's that's like right. the thing. Yeah, with birds. Yeah, mm. so we're gonna sit there like I don't even know what to expect. Are that the birds? No. What I know is something exciting happens in all the first ten movie minutes of an action movie. All of what the... a horrible story. <laughs> <laughs> he's Kaiser Soze. It's fine. And he's dead. Kaiser Soze. A guy pretends he's someone else. Car. Yeah. All he's... the all the Damon Bourne movies are like worth your time. Like yeah. totally worth it. No, your they're time. all in my Netflix queue. I may bump them up in the line now. Did you now that I've the watched, watched I think the Renner one's fine, it's just different. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, more it's, it's more Captain America y with Yeah, like, it's much more you can feel it of its time. Well, that's yeah. He doesn't with Hawkeye as Captain America and the guy who's going to be in the new Star Wars movie, which I think is pretty great. Hans, uh, you mean Mark Hamill? No, no, no. It's uh, it. Oscar Isaac, isn't it? Very briefly, Anthony as... Daniels. Come on, said, keep going. You no, know, come on. Keep I just watched. I just recently watched. Uh, I bought a vampire Peter motorcycle, Davidson. and Anthony Daniels is the priest in it. That was fun. <laughs> So Joshua, would you <laughs> would you recommend people watch the two thousand two? I would Kennedy? recommend that people watch the two thousand two. And what uh, do you think they should snack on when they're watching it? What do I think they should snack on? I definitely think that they should snack on. Uh, let's see, French cuisine. No, I think their unreliable superiors should make them something and then put it in an unmarked bag, and they have to reach in and eat it without seeing oh. it. They should munch on some sort of um, Scandinavian chocolate. By a man made by a man named Bjorn. <laughs> I like that answer. That's it's very specific. You have to kind of go on a mission yeah. to get your snack. Yeah, it's a special movie. You need That's, a special snack. It's true. I had some Scandinavian candy last night, but I don't know who made and it. Herring. Because nobody knows that anymore. Pickled herring. Ugh. Yeah, I mean, head to head. Yeah, let's talk about this head to head. Yeah, yeah let's okay. move into it. We've been basically kind of discussing that the whole time. Yeah, it's sort of time. inevitable with the same plot, almost. The same Did title. Did we do that a lot with Red Dragon and Manhunter and then Seven Samurai? I don't, well, uh, I don't know. I mean, it was our Magnificent first Seven. real episode, so we were sort of winging it. I told you guys before, we were I very... we were always winging it. No, no, no. The first one, we were very was, careful. True. We were, like, super duper careful. Oh, God, the first yeah, time. We, had, like, we had... We had... Yes, no we jelly had, in my peanut No, you had, you had, like, the flow chart. We had the flow charts. You had, like, the, like, you brought out, like, the... You know, the like tripod, you're like, okay. At least two of us had you're notes. You're like, I think we need to have notes, and we're like, taking out the screen prints. Okay, here we go. That's how every podcast starts. Right. And then you get tired. <laughs> you get this one, literally, all the research I did for my notes was when was a RAN contract? <laughs> 87. Okay. 
It's post twenty episodes usually. <laughs> yeah, you start getting uh-huh, you settle in. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the one year mark. Yeah. Hey, you stop doing prep for your interviews. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. So, <laughs> this person was born, I guess. So who so are you? Do you do music? No. no. Why, <laughs> so why why did I ask you totally to be here? the timber of this interview? Head to head. I mean, come on. It's it's kind of. Jacqueline Smith. Okay, here, here's a couple. Who things. wins in a fight? Frank Potente or Jacqueline Smith? Well, I think Frank Potente can outrun Jacqueline Smith. Well, yeah. And Jacqueline yeah. Smith spends too much time on her hair. But Jacqueline Smith knows how to hold a gun from uh, Charlie's aim. To be she fair, does. The although she has a shitty aim. To compared be fair, to like, in the movie. Do you see her? She was like shooting that guy. Like She's like, boom, like cut back to her. Oh. Shoot do they, again. Do they get to choose their weapons? Ooh. Yes. So definitely Jacqueline Smith, if it came to spreadsheets and financial <laughs> algorithms, she would win. She'll take so, her down from the inside. <laughs> so it'll be Jacqueline Smith's money skills versus that little red car. <laughs> she has a name. Wham. The car? All, the, all that we yeah. know Franca has is like ten, twenty thousand dollars maybe she got from Matt Damon. So what do you think? The like head-to-head... What are the key points to oh, stack yeah. up against one another? Fighting, I think, is one thing. Okay, well, fighting story. <laughs> this is so. <laughs> Just think well, about well, the Richard ADA, Chamberlain the ADA, hugging. That's all I can think of. His the fighting ADA version had hugs. a surplus of story. That's it's right. quantity. Now I'm picturing Richard Chamberlain hugging Matt Damon. It's not your fault. But, and, like, <laughs> not your fault. and like chewing it's on his stop, ear, being gently. But I do wonder, like, what Damon's born. How do you defend against a guy who's just slapping you? Like you kind of like, do I? What is even the point? Get, stop! It, knock it off! Come on, man! Just get, forget it! Forget it! And I feel like no, but I mean, outside of using the shotgun, Damon's born didn't really use firearms no. that often. Yeah, and and man, the, back Chamberlain in the eighty-eight, shot the hell out of a lot. Yeah, he had like a wheel gun, like a six-shooter, mm-hmm. and that thing shot like thirty-five bullets before he even yeah. like started running again. You he know? was nailing people in the forehead from like fifty yards with a handgun. In the, in, in the throat and like it was no like, no at the at the end in the cemetery oh right that guy, right right you know the guy with the cannon the shotgun that Damon had is that how shotguns work <laughs> the two in the uh... yeah yeah but it was like it seemed like it was really far away for him to like it's... be shooting oh yeah I think no that that's, that's they just have a spread wider spread right yeah. spread but it seemed like it was you're actually not gonna kill it you're gonna it's you're gonna annoy, annoy yeah. a guy from that distance. it seemed like he had a sniper rifle but he actually just had a well if you have his kind of skills maybe you can make the pellets go is it is that a look if no country from old men can have a shotgun silencer he can have a shotgun sniper rifle. So what about head-to-head uh, car scenes, which were more exciting? Oh, God. <laughs> head-to-head car scenes. Uh, uh, driving on a, pair, a French road? Well, I dare say... Now I want to make a super cut in the movies where I switch the music from the car oh, scenes. That's a good idea. Right, driving downstairs. It's just when the... Europe, I, I just remember as soon as I hit play and it started going... And that really terrible, like, like sound effect of like lightning. I'm like, oh no! You can and see like, the metal shaking when they're making the exactly. Sound I was just like, I'm like, oh my god! And like, I'm like Josh, like we're meeting at seven, right? Because yep. uh, it's eleven o'clock now, and it's gonna take me at least this long to like finish <laughs> so, this movie. But they're both really products of their time. Yeah, like both of the films. I, I rewatched the 2002 one before I watched the 88 one, so. Going into the the eighty eight one, you know, it has a very different beginning. He doesn't get found on a boat. The boat he's on is destroyed, mm-hmm. and he washes up on a shore and gets found by a guy. I was really hoping the replacement for his love interest was Denim Elliott, and that the two of them impressive. would be buddy copping across yeah. Europe. That would have been a great movie. Uh, head to head, the sexual tension. Head to head, I think Bad Damon uh, without weaponry would whoop the shit out of poor delicate Richard Chamberlain and but Richard Chamberlain would probably exhaust an entire arsenal just to find a way to like even put him down on the ground. Right. 
Uh, I think Franca Patente could outrun all of them. Mm-hmm. From what Possibly. I read, one of the trivia pieces, that she actually taught Matt Damon how to run, like to look good running. Awesome. That makes sense. Um, you know, like, she, no, don't run like Steven Seagal. Which she is knows like, how running looks on screen. Yes, she does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's an expert. She, but that was the thing. Tom you know, like, Cruise, then her. That's the expertise. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know. It was a nice museum One thing I noticed from both of these movies is the police never show up in the 88 version, and there are police all over the place in the 2002 version. That's right. Everywhere. That's super true. Gunfights. It's the the, um, sort of Orwellian nature of there's way more cameras, there's way more communication. Very much true, I think. But like it's just like the police are nowhere in no. the eighty eight. Well, it's they didn't like, have time to put police in. Also, oh please, this movie it took the time it took to get places. They had time to get places. So you understand <laughs> my snark? That's a good point, though. I mean, in the new in the new version, like they are literally being spies in the sense like we can't do this now. Right. He's walking down the street, and then the second one, I think it's the second one when he's like in the uh, the station, the, the tube station, yeah, where he's like he's like he's awesome. like stay stay on that line, stay on that line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like get you have to be like seen. Don't don't do what you think you're gonna do. Don't try to hide. That's a dumb thing. And this like these guys are like walking around with, like laser snipers and like mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. like he okay corral. He threatened that one guy in the train station with a gun to his head and didn't hide it at all from everybody else. Is just walk into a train yeah. and nobody else reacts because I guess Europe was groovy in '88. Yeah, he's well, walking he out. He's like got the guy. Like he's like I don't know. It wasn't even an arm bar. He was just like holding him up. And the guy's like ah. He's like. Silver Mercedes. Ah. What is the tech like in the book as compared to the 88 version? Is it pretty much the same? Mostly horses. In terms of what's happening? Yeah, I mean, it's similar guns, but there's there's this much more hand-to-hand combat. What about the, the surveillance too. state and, like, the technology for, like, communication? It's, like, all faxes and stuff. Like, they have fax pages in the book that are, like, this is a communique sent mm-hmm. to this, or here's the thing the police all got. So it's it's mm-hmm. it's very of that sort of 70s communication. Do you feel there's stuff. a drastic difference between this, the book, and the 88 version in terms of tech-wise that you're kind of like, this was definitely adapted and wouldn't be... They updated a little bit the technology yeah. in the 88 version? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I definitely felt that jump from going the 88 to the 2002 it's version. Phenomenal it's an amazing there, yeah. difference, and there's a bunch of different story problems that are the regular tech in 2002 is going to bring to a story like this. Yeah. And what is the spread of years between 88 and 2002? 14, 14 mm-hmm. years. And then there's a what, ninth grade. We're now we're approaching the 14th year again. Right, right. And tech has mm. jumped way. And so oh, yeah. I would like to actually see another adaptation of the, this with like. And they're making another of, one. Are they a Well, not a, the original, but yeah, they're doing another but Greengrass like, Damon movie. But this, but this one with. Right, of the original story. Of the original yeah. story. Just I'll, to see, like, it'll how happen the, beats the way they remake change. things. Because yeah. one, of the, one of the things where the beats changed, because, you know, he went into the bank and he just had money yeah. in there. Whereas in the 2002 version, he had money and he had all the well, passports. he didn't even have money. Yeah. He had a piece of paper that said how much money there was. Yeah. Right. It, was it an wasn't account. like a box. It could have been an envelope. Right. And he got by based on the charm of being Richard Chamberlain. Yeah. Right. And, and I how think... does that change when you go from... 2002, when it was just after 9/11, we were still reacting after. And it would be 9/11. like bitcoins now, wouldn't it? God, like, would it? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like that would be hilarious. <laughs> or, you know, or you know, euros. Like they weren't even talking about euros. He's like francs and dollars. Mm-hmm. But true. and he would be on the deep. Which web. doesn't make sense because 2002, the euro had David kicked Glenn. in in Europe. Like but, that, it kicked in in late 2001. I liked what I what I here's what I did dig about it in the 88 version. I think his character's really age. For this 88 version. His character's age is closer. To like you know, this is a college yeah, professor. He's a professor, yeah. That's who true. is like who is you know running around. Does he does he look like the uh, the strapping version of like 
a guy who's like, you know, the man on the move. No, he looks like a guy who probably had quite a bit of work done on his face. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, mm-hmm. Matt Damon is Matt Damon. He's like, I am a soldier who did all this stuff and now I have amnesia. And I'm like, well, but you're also not like the older guy who has like this lifetime of experience that right. keeps popping in there, you know, and a family to think about. So that's something I always really dug about it. Like, mm-hmm. what is your backstory? He's he's in love with Marie. And this is just the first version, they sh- the, ugh, the whole like, I love you gets in there and like the thorn bird rolling around on the mattress and spanks and there's that. not a ton of romance in the 2002 movie they have the little like the most touching yeah. connection between them is him helping her with her hair right that's, yeah the, that's the love well story. i was disappointed that i got more skin out of the 1988 version than the 2002 <laughs> version i'm really yeah. sorry it's like i was like i was waiting for him and to it was take, mostly was richard chamberlain's skin I, I, yeah it was I, which was well, basically was, a lot of I was, hair. Fi- I was fine right. with that yeah. that was fine i was that, i kept waiting for a bad that's chest and it never came no it's back that was fine that's another technological difference between them though in, in 88 sexy was hairy and in 2002 he's like hair. a seal yeah <laughs> it's true i mean yeah. that's really true but you're i mean both of them like chamberlain and damon like they're not like muscly huge dudes yeah. like, no you know even damon, oh, yeah, who, the, damon definitely got in great shape for the movie yeah, he was pretty lean even right? more so for the follow-up movies but, but he wasn't was like die hard if this was eight, no, it was eighty-seven. If this was there eighty-five, Die Hard really started the whole action movies that aren't made of muscles, right? But if this was eighty-five, and then the Expendables continued that on, right? Really, with a lot of plastic <laughs> surgery and like a lot of violence. They all look like their faces melted in uh, Indiana Jones, <laughs> right? Well, in this one, it's. I mean, if this was eighty-five, man. it would have been like you know the Born Identity with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, you know he would have been like, I don't know who I am. I'm you know? not Carlos. Oh, God. Like, if we get a reboot of Born Identity, can we can we get modern Schwarzenegger as the lead? <laughs> Carlos Kane, I'm not sure. They'll use old uh, footage of him to make a new porn identity. <laughs> Maybe I should identify you before you were born. <laughs> Explosion. Ah. <laughs> oh. so, North Schwarzenegger from you, Josh? No, sorry. Okay. They got it. They got it covered. Chopper. <laughs> that's why he has Chopper. us. That's why, this, that? that's why this isn't Come one on. host. So the, there's two points I want to make in the comparison. That um, First... Right? Thank you. Remember, We're going to compare these two. Remember games. where we are. Um, one, I have to give. Like, I think 2002 definitely wins, but it doesn't win 100. percent One thing that I think 88 won over on is the whole who is he? Is he the bad guy thing? Because mm-hmm. the the fact that it took them, I think, until the second part to to show his superiors from their point of view. The it took it went so long into the story before it showed the guys who actually he works for. You didn't know who he was, if he worked for himself, if he was Carlos. It took a long time before they showed anybody who knew they were different people talking about Mm -hmm. them like different people. Since the 2002 version brought up his superiors in, like, the third scene, Mm -hmm. you immediately know, you know, maybe he was doing bad things, but you know who he is, who's trying to kill him. His superiors are trying to kill him, so we're on his side. But if he's the bad guy figuring out he's the bad guy, maybe we're not on his side. So it, the ambiguity was a lot more interesting in the, the 88 version mm-hmm. because it, in 2002, he was putting the puzzle together, but we knew the puzzle would be he's a good guy and the guys he's shooting are bad guys. But well, he still like has more blood on his hands than Richard Chamberlain's <laughs> character. Right. Yeah. I didn't see it so much as ambiguity, just as confusing that there's this inner circle of old people that are controlling what he's doing. <laughs> oh, I know. You're so just describing society is what so you're doing. So there's a sewing circle who she's like, you can't go after him. <laughs> I love the sewing circle. <laughs> Please remember to, to, to trip on me when you're at the door. Now. 
and pick up salt. Although I was really sad <laughs> when they died. I, I know. Yeah. They, oh, they killed old lady. They first. killed the shit out of the old lady, <laughs> and she didn't even defend herself. Just it wasn't shot even a like bunch of people. It wasn't even like Captain America, OSS the first Avenger. Heroes. You know, like in the first yeah. Avenger, that old lady was like, "Fuck you, I've got a gun." Right. And this old lady's like, "I'm going back upstairs." Like, shoot you in the back, old lady, with huge squibs. Everybody mm-hmm. had. Squ- I'm like, wow, they have wild bunch style squibs. They killed the heck out of that old lady. <laughs> And Grandpa right. McGillicuddy. You, could, you should see us all right now with these big grins on our faces. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you talk about confused <laughs> inner circle of old people, you're going to light up. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Confused <laughs> old people, shotgun. <laughs> yeah. And the second point of comparison Go I make, uh, I've forgotten now. Oh, um, the, the complete change to the antagonist of the film. Because mm. in 88, it's very much about Carlos and his network of horrible people who do bad things and the, the, the war heroes from World... All the war heroes from World War II are getting screwed over by Carlos and his people. Because the, the CIA inner circle is mostly made up of old OSS people, and the French guy mm-hmm. was a hero in World War II. This is all World War II fallout, um, because we don't want to deal with Vietnam. And that's all we got right now. And then 2002, the antagonists are his organization. The, the only, it's a misunderstanding. <laughs> yeah. The only, the only bad this guy... This is a farce. The 2002, it's very much yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the stakes yeah, the are only, very like, personal level yeah. and not like international espionage level. The, there's only two non-CIA characters in that film, and it's the girl and like the former dictator who's, mm-hmm. an, who's the only thing close to an antagonist outside the organization, and his threat is he's going to expose that they've done bad things. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. not like a Bond villain with a nuclear bomb or anything. He's They're... not actually dangerous to the world. He's dangerous to the superiors, and you don't feel bad. You feel bad when he gets shot. Well, the the the, the weird thing, not to get too political. Well, this could go anywhere. But no, but here's the thing. So it's interesting that his superiors, you know, like he went off the rails, right? Yeah. Fails his assignment. And so, like, well, what are you guys going to do? We're going to find him and kill him. That's well, how he disappeared gonna... for a few months. So right. Yeah, he hasn't checked in. But in the so. 2002 version, you know, like, yeah. let's go find him and yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll clean house and we'll pretend right. nothing ever happened. He's taking yeah. our money. And he's disappeared. This is an embarrassment. He can't get identified mm-hmm. if he's dead. This program was supposed to be shut down. And now, like, we look at... I am the law. We look at police... Well, speaking get of... Get off we my look plane. At, we look at police departments mm-hmm. who, uh, who have cops go off the rails quite a bit. And even mm-hmm. recently here... Uh, some cops who go off the rails repeatedly without any consequence outside mm-hmm. of like, and the pages just did a write up on one. Yeah. And they're like, well, oh, this guy's had like eight write ups, you know, and like, you know, even a couple that were outside when he was like off the clock. Man is still working and the man is still unapologetic. Where's, you know, where's the consequences for this guy? Mm-hmm. No one slept, you know, they're not coming after him and trying to kill him naturally. And he wasn't shot and floating in the Mediterranean. But nothing's happened. So I think it's also speaking to the whole, like, well, it's interesting that that was, like, a thing. And nowadays, yeah. if this we movie came out... We police our own. We're not accountable to anybody else. And maybe that's what a newborn movie would be like. Maybe just, like... A newborn movie. A newborn movie would be like, like, oh, oh, did you try to, like, take down Boko Haram all by yourself, but you failed? No, nothing happened. He's cool. Yeah. No. We talked to him. He's yeah, good. We had a, a good question. We had a write-up about him. And, uh, Jason, are you okay? Yeah, I feel real bad. <laughs> He feels bad. We're going to transfer you. Yeah, so Look, he's going to go home to like St. Paul. Just like you did with all those priests. We'll just transfer exactly. you. Exactly. Right. Go to St. Paul. Mm. Yeah, that was political. Sorry, that got deep. We don't usually do that here. Sorry, it was me. We give the police an amazing amount of deference. 
Yes, we do. And the police union is incredibly strong. It's, it feels weird to go off on a union. I'm not usually a union buster, but I would like the police union to There's take it down. Some clear problem. <laughs> It'd be nice if IA had more power. Oh yeah, or, also, that was my some. no, that was my dad's last. They're gig. usually the bad guys the in cop movies. I've like, never he heard of IA a real one. After the '94 regime came over, he was working there, and he was just like. The, he, no well, he like four years later, he he was retiring, and his in his speech, he goes, you know, I just want to let you guys know, there's there's some bad cops out there. He goes, but I also want you to know that there's a lot of really good cops out there. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I want you to keep thinking about that. There's still some really good cops out there. And then retirement. Yeah, yeah. And I was well, just like, what do you? Goodbye. Yeah, he's like, da 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 da. Well, aside uh, going bigger than just police or government stuff, whenever you've got a situation where somebody on your side is doing a bad thing, there's this instinctive thing of like, well, he's on our side, so we got to make sure nothing bad happens to him. Instead of like, he's making our side look really bad. Like he killed a dude. Maybe well, it's really it's muddy because there say, is a yeah. The people who take a risk sort of with the idea of sort of protecting everyone else, mm-hmm. you want to have sort of a blanket support of the movement. Yeah, and you want mm-hmm. you want them to feel safe in their organization. Because and I, I mean, it's weird got, that this really does seem like legitimately connects to like the idea of what the Born Identity story is. Because yeah. it is this guy who like sacrifices his life to sort of help his country. And then shit kind of goes sideways. Mm-hmm. And you are like, do we support him? Do we cut him loose? Do yeah. we, you know, all and if he questions. starts again from zero, is he going to look at it and like the Boiling Frog thing? If, right. he, if he starts right away from zero and looks at himself, is he going to go, oh, I see it. I, it was a series of incremental, and then, uh, but right. I'm still doing, I'm still on the right side. Or is it going to be, what the hell am I and how do I quit? Well, and also the in the, the 2002 Born and then the continuations after those, I think really connects to like a lot of the issues with the police in in the United States in general of part of changing it is admitting you made a mistake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like people in positions of power, like that's the central, like it's a misunderstanding in the Matt Damon movie. And then it would be a bunch of people, a bunch of powerful old white dudes having to go, Oh, I made a mistake, which is like off the table (laughs) immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a, I mean, the thing about the born identity and you, you might even remember this is the Michael, so, I mean, so we're talking about... Back like, to 1988. But yeah, but the year before that, right? We have the Iran-Contra hearings, and people you don't really... the Twins won the World Series? Yeah. The first time? Wait, yeah. the Twins last run during the Iran-Contras? So, coincidence? Yeah. When, Ollie North, when Ollie North was pitching for the Twins. Uh, Jesus, Ollie but, I mean, he Known comes, as Frank Viola. Right. So he goes, Can we but he goes up there... Can we Ollie North in a drum and throw him in the ocean? But he cops to it. Like, he was the one dude uh-huh. that, like, copped, like, we effed up. Yeah, and he was kind of thrown under the bus. And he also put and he cigarettes throwing, out. On well, his as arm. soon as somebody gets a scapegoat, they're going to use the scapegoat. Oh, for sure. somebody's going to say, "Hey, I did it. Oh, you did it. Oh, good. Sure, you go. Agreed. There you go. Goodbye." <laughs> and, the, and the thing that like sort of like bumped all that out of the way was when you know, next thing you know, 1990 rolls around, and it's so just on the cusp of another yeah, world another series. world series, and next then the, you know, and then like Gorbachev is just like, maybe we should give. East Germany back to Germany, Germany, and like there's a miscommunication, and the guy who's like running the borders, like, should we op- do we open the wall? I think we open the wall. They're like, no, no, don't open the wall yet, don't open the wall yet. Yeah. And people are like, limited number pushing it down, yeah, too allow late. through. So next limited thing, number of visas too late. We don't think about that right. until like the repercussions happen like 20 years down the line with like. You know, like, well, the whole thing was like we were like supplying guns to the uh, to Al Qaeda because they were fighting the goddamn communists. And like, yeah, down with commies. But when the commies became our good guys, all of a sudden, it's like, 
Well, yeah, you can just keep them. That's okay. Just keep those guns. Yeah. No, we don't need them anymore. How sort of geopolitical did the Manhunter discussion get? Was it sort of the same tenor? <laughs> Police <laughs> union. It wasn't this tenor. Gun running. Is Anthony Hopkins a geopolitical situation? No, but Brian Cox was in mm-hmm. Manhunter. Ah, ah, ah. Is this six ah. degrees? We have now came full circle. Who would have thought that an actor with decades of experience would appear in two films we've done? It's Coincidence? <laughs> Ask the Twins World Series, man. Well, everything that's going on right now, it's hard to get it off your mind. Oh, it's yeah. There. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so there. It's it's like, and it, it permeates is, everything. It is a universal problem of how do we punish people who are trying to help us if they do something wrong. Cause and we, who watches The Watchmen? It's that right, yeah. And we also want to say to people, keep trying to help us. And if you if you make a mistake, it's a mistake and we'll, it's fine. But you also want to say, that's a big mistake and we can't just skip it. Right. Whether we're talking about... Uh, Freaking baseball error, or it's like, account- you know, It's about accountability. Or like a Central American country that's on fire because of us. And I think that, and again, it speaks in these movies. You know, it's about accountability. And as soon mm-hmm. as something goes off the charts, no one's stepping forward to say we fucked up. You know, let's say we fucked up, and let's have somebody say we fucked up. It's like, no, we stand by these people. We stand by these people. Well, no, 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 no. Where's the diplomacy? It seems like such a basic and common sense thing to do. Be like, mm-hmm. you know, before we admit to this. Give us some time to like do some work here. We're gonna work with you. We're gonna acknowledge what you're doing. Instead, it's just like we're gonna say fuck off. We we this we're gonna do everything and ignore everything you're doing, and then we're gonna find Jason Bourne and kill him. Well, nobody wants to wait. I mean, during the whole um, where is he anyways? He during the whole Ebola thing last year, (laughs) it takes ten days for a reliable Ebola test to give a positive or negative result. And nobody wanted to wait 10 days. They wanted to freak out or be reassured right now. They didn't want to wait a week and a half. And that's the problem, too, is like yeah. if you start admitting things, the whole internet and media comes crashing down on you mm-hmm. with like a hammer, and there's no mm-hmm. room for you to move. Right. You're just, and then suddenly you're part of, you've been publicly shamed. Right. right. And, and it's really to, scary to admit you're, you're wrong. Or, yeah, yeah. No, no, no person yeah. likes to do that. It's no, a human it psychology sucks. thing. It sucks. And it yeah. also, with, people don't again, like to admit that about misremembering an actor's name, let alone, you know, yeah, oh, exactly. I killed the wrong guy right sorry but i i knew but we're that not richard chamberlain not was dating the producer of the born identity that's yeah. right i'm useful for Ooh. that one thing and you know what c is for here here's a weird tangent i just realized as Finally. you were talking right i just realized as mikey was talking and i don't know why well you were trying to think of something yeah i was anything bored. how do i, I get in here how do i how do i stop one of the, one of the things that really works about the born identity story no matter which movie or book you read is that the character gets the best of both worlds of seasoned expert with fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he True. he can absolutely do everything and he has no idea why or what's going on. Right. It's an evergreen sort of theme. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you get you get that you get the central expert character also being the audience proxy of figuring right. out the story as we go. Because we all have amnesia too. And maybe we have powers. Right. We can only So you just start punching people in the movie theater, (laughs) and that turns into a whole thing. Melee. And then it gets hard to apologize. Right. Bring it back. I'm not Jason Bourne. I'm sorry. I thought you were a spy. I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you, everyone. Levi, where can we hear the dulcet tones of your voice? Give me a couple of places where we can listen to you. Where do you live? Uh, (laughs) I have a podcast I love to make called Pratfalls of Parenting. What uh, episode are you up to now? Uh, 150 next week. Holy, Holy goodness. Good God. And then I'm part of the Noise Picnic Network, of course, uh, with uh, Verbert Labs and some other things. How's that Bill Cosby podcast coming? Uh, that is shelved permanently. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Ooh. We got 15 episodes in, and then it was like, oh, he's a rapist. Damn it. Uh, we put a, Isn't that always the way? Put a cap on that. And That's then why I'm, we didn't name our podcast after anybody. I'm, never after name anybody. Never well, it was all anything. about him, so it was... If you're making something, never name it after someone who's still alive. Yeah. It was called the Huxtable Proxy, so, you know, it should... Should've, oh, shit. Oh, there's a bunch of other Huxtables, though. You could just switch over to one of them who's not a rapist. I'm, I'm going to let it go because it's too. That's upsetting, too. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and I'm on Twitter at that Levi if anyone wants to tweet. This has been Double Bill. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you. Right. Love you. Double Bill, Double Bill. Comparing culture, it's Double Bill. Putting two things together, it's Double Bill. It's Double Bill.